All right, what's going on, beautiful people? We're, uh, we're back again today, back to back. So hopefully we, uh, we keep getting them to you. Rocking the building again. Your boy, Luke Jurassic hosting. We actually got two Luke crew right now. Yeah. That's the two Luke crew. <laughs> as Luke, Luke Freeman actually created. Um, he sent that text to me earlier, that I thought was hysterical. <laughs> and um, basically what we'll call him the swag father to start. Serial entrepreneur, basically. Um, but we'll just kind of start off with, kind of seems like, as you just referenced, the godfather. Um he says like it's the business keeps getting back i'm sure we'll get into that but how did you start you started in the merch biz on the on the side but how did like that kind of take off yeah so i i, I uh well, thanks for having me brother it's it's so fun to kind of start the day with being in the studio with you guys meeting right. new friends and now we're going to be with our crew tonight uh yeah, for yeah. byl shout out to jesse itzler and everything he's brought to our lives with uh 100 so thank you man um the merch biz i i, I kind of tell like this the godfather story like keeps pulling you back in right so my dad was an artist an art teacher he would do paintings and i would go around where he would sell it and just so i was always around creativity and, and that entrepreneurial spirit and then one day when i was eight years old he brings home our chevy astro van filled with all this stuff hmm. i didn't know what it was you know i was a young kid my mom starts crying you know she was a stay-at-home mom three boys living outside of chicago and she's like what is this his name's bob what is this bob what is this and it was a bunch of t-shirt equipment and right out of the gate, he puts an ad in the paper, $5, anything you want. We were living in a college town. What do you want on it? So right. right out of the gate, he sold through all that stock. And I saw right then, like, you believe in yourself, you believe in that spirit. And So at eight years old, you saw that? Saw that, kind of just, and then from there, they were in the garage, print t-shirts every night. Mm-hmm. And I wanted those new Jordans. And in order to get those new Jordans, I was out there printing those shirts and and doing my thing, and I then, imagine especially uh, in Chicago, wanting those Jordans. That's it, Dude, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Like it's, those, are, those. I got mad Jordans now. I can't imagine being if I was a Chicago kid. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, so that was kind of the start, and then uh, as fate would have it, the, my parents sold that business when I was a senior in high school. I went to college. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. going to college, and I meet this girl on spring break, and it turned out to be the love of my life. I'm kind of a big believer in fate. Follow that. We did long distance, and in order to pay for those flights back and forth, she was a Florida girl. Right. We uh, we met in Panama City Beach and fell in love. In order to pay for those flights back and forth, I got back in the shirt game. Started a business. I was paying my frat boys on the side to uh-huh. yeah. help print shirts and design yeah. shirts, shorties, fraternities, and, and we crushed it. And um, and then in the full time biz, I was uh, a corporate guy mm-hmm. and uh, started uh, started having this these aspirations of doing something on the side and then i was sitting at a table at one of our biggest clients in corporate america i was in the uniform business and um one of my clients was like hey can we get shirts hats and all this we didn't do that at the time put together a business model and here we are 12 years later and that's still slanging shirts (laughs) still slanging shirts all right so for so for our listeners who are doing this like color by numbers the merch business is merchandising. Yes, sir. Business. Yep. So anything from you know printing promotional products, T-shirts. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a very big Me Too business, right? Everybody listening at home probably knows somebody that's you know selling custom shirts and giveaways and stuff. Um, very competitive business. Mm-hmm. Very tough to kind of lead the pack in, and right. uh, that's why I'm proud. Like, so from those humble beginnings to kind of build to what we are today, we're one of the top largest brand merchandise agencies in the country with. Five locations, our corporate offices in Miami, Fort Lauderdale. And uh, yeah. shout out to That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, they're like, uh, somebody who did this, not really did this. And um, I basically took the idea from my boy, Mike Malaleo. Shout out Beans. 
when I was in college, I, I always, whenever I talk about like paying my through school, I always reference bartending. But another way I did it was I would literally walk around. You heard Scott reference it in my, in the bachelor or not in the, in the best man speech in my wedding. Uh-huh. Um, everybody would like laugh at me, like not laugh at me, but they'd be like, bro, you're going to sell the fucking t-shirts. And I'll go around and knock <laughs> oh, on the doors. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like I was always hustling and coming different ideas or, or taking somebody else's idea and just kind of working on it. Um, and again, shut different schools. So I didn't feel like I took it from Mike. But I can't even imagine doing that. And then you got all the way to the point where you're partnered with professional sports leagues, right? Yeah. So, you know. Okay. Right. You know, the, the, the progression was like when we were a kid, my dad and mom were selling to like, you know, small businesses in town in Illinois, high mm-hmm. schools. He was a teacher. Then he became a principal. So we were doing like a lot of like high school stuff. When I did it in the corporate world. I, I had a big background in pro sports. I did two internships um, for the NBA. I did one for the Chicago White Sox when the Major League Baseball All-Star Game yeah. came down. So, like, and those of you who work in or around pro sports kind of know it's like you're when you're in, you're in, right? So a lot of these people that were interns with me in these pro sports leagues mm-hmm. became professionals in it, would move up the corporate ladder. So as their careers grew and my business grew, I just kind of stayed in that that realm i knew i wanted to be around sports and right. and play in that that genre um so we started getting license after license um in every major pro sports league then we got into collegiate licensing um d1 two three everything you know and so it's been a big part of our repertoire is doing brand and merch giveaways for fans athletes their foundations and things like that is there any like professional sports team things that we would know that you do yeah, so I mean, I guess my proudest moment, truly, in you know, from a pro sports standpoint, is we've been a Super Bowl provider. Um, okay. So, like, there's over ten thousand volunteers mm-hmm. that come into a Super Bowl host committee, um, and they've got to you know outfit these folks with uniforms, giveaways, um, and leading up to the Super Bowl, everybody thinks like, oh wow, you know, the Super Bowl is, you know, it's it's huge, it is, but that host city needs to do activities to kind of get the community right. involved and give right. back. So there's a lot of opportunities for signage, branding, giveaways, um, corporate partner, gifting, suites. Um, there's any given Super Bowl week leading up to it and the weekend of, there's hundreds of events. So when you get to play in that world like we do, it's fun because one day I'm, you know, when it was in Miami, we had a Post Malone party. You mean where with, we, with, the, with the Prince? Uh, yeah, like the Prince. Yeah, I was stuff. down. I was down there for that. For that Miami Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Which one was that? His ass off. <laughs> yeah. Which yep. Super Bowl was that? Well, uh, this one was uh, the one that I'm talking about specifically. Was it fifty? I can't Four remember. Four fifty. All I know the, is the Prince last one that was just in Miami in twenty twenty. Yeah, with, Prince, uh, Prince had an electric guitar in the rain. Oh, I know. I don't know. What you're about. Oh, that was forty one. Yeah. That was when my Bears lost to the Colts. I was at that one too. That was. Uh, a sad, exactly. sad day for us Bears fans. But. Well, I'm a, I'm, a Ra- I'm a Raiders fan, so wow. I can't what say that. What teams played in that one? Is that the one with – This was uh, uh, the 49ers. Um, it was J-Lo, Shakira, halftime, 49ers, and – That was see, recent. That was you don't real, remember yeah. the teams, but you remember the merch. All, she, all she I got. remember is Prince. That's all I got for you. All right. All right. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of which one that was. I just remember like it was a very Hispanic um, halftime show. Yeah, Shakira and J-Lo – yeah, it was. Uh, they was, brought the fire. It was good. But, I was down uh, in SoFlo in the hot. Yeah. Kind of so place. yeah. So I mean, just like that kind of stuff, right? So we integrate with the brands. We integrate with the teams, the players. It really just depends. And and we really um, on the side of, of, of Wizard Creations is we want to be the back end marketing to the brands to everything that's going on with an event, um, from from directional signage to the basic stuff of tickets and, and lanyards hmm. and stuff. So it's 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 the basic stuff, but then we get into the wow, like hey, let's do a swag box for some of the VIP guests, right? So some of the things that we've done with some of the 
the, the season ticket holder gifts and the pro sports athletes is we'll send out a box that's like a black VIP box that when they open it, it's like swagged out just for them. Very authentic, very creative. Like um, what would be in the box? So like, for example, and we never actually, we never actually, you know, give full disclosure on some of the different celebrities that are tied into these things, but it'll be mm-hmm. geared directly to what they're doing. So okay. for example, um, like, like DJ Khaled, he, we, we put together a box when the host committee from Miami was doing it. And like, it was like a whole, like, branded Miami Super Bowl kind of right. jumpsuit that he could wear and stuff yeah, like that. So it's kind of, yeah. it's very tailored specific to the entertainer, if you will. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, right. so, so basically you started off just watching merchandise take off. Yeah. And then that's basically been your base business, I'm guessing. And then. Yeah. Our, our, um, yeah, I've been in the merch game for, uh, let's see, since 06, I started at on the side. So I was a corporate guy. Um, by the age of 25, I was a VP for a major uniform company. And then in 2009, I got laid off, went full-time into, into mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, if you will. Um, and, and since then, you know, we've been doing merch um, and manufacturing. We got into sourcing our own goods. So a big part of our business is bringing in, you know, the, you know very, very custom, sophisticated kind of merch, whether it be for retail or for giveaways. So we do a lot of stuff in different countries over the globe. Um, Mm. And then the big thing we pivoted to was into, we acquired um, a digital marketing agency. So web development, SEO, pay-per-click, social content. Is that kind of what we were talking about before? That's um, what you're doing with like the the influencers? That's that's actually something that came as a result of 2020. Um, The digital marketing business was really just, you know, Wizard now has over 4,000 clients. And they would always come to me, hey, I need a website done. I need help with my social media so, content. D- sorry. Um, so there you have Wizard Creations, Wizard Digital. What's Wizard now? So Wizard is just the Wizard parent company. Okay. You know, like, and, and we kind of rebranded it to just Wizard. Right, right, right. Exactly. So we, we, did, yeah. we just had yeah, like a really, yeah, uh, Wizard on here one. like two yeah. episodes ago. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Transformation <laughs> Wizard. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. how to yeah. explain that one, but that was a very interesting. But oh, right. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> to say to say the least. So <laughs> yeah. so Wizard is basically so the Wizard, Yeah, we tried to, you know, kind of like a lot of brands do, like Dunkin' Donuts went Dunkin', right? So we went from Wizard Creations and Wizard Digital to just summarizing it as Wizard. So to kind of make it a little bit, you know, more simpler and, and sleek. So we're just known as Wizard now, but um, yeah. So Dude, that's that's super cool. What is Thanks. um what does Wizard mean to you, and and how did that kind of become the slogan? Yeah, so same thing. Wizard is my um, so my dad, you know, and I and I never want to like downplay my mom in this because she mm. ran the household. She was in that garage making those shirts. You know, they worked together as a team. So like right. as a as a as a as a couple, it was very inspiring as a young entrepreneur to watch them do that. But mm-hmm. but I named the company after my dad because he was the wizard. He had that nickname all growing up and still to this day. He's a photographer. He's an artist. He can fix anything. Computers. The guy so, no, is It's just very rare like, that an art teacher goes from art teacher to principal. As somebody yeah. who used to be a teacher. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. That's not normal. So that, that's, yeah, that, 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 that's very that ambitious. That's pretty cool to yeah. see. Yeah, yeah 100% a, your right brain going, him and syncing with your left brain. Yeah. 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 And another fun fact about my dad is uh, to pay through college, he did magic badass so, so we, we have magicians that like actual like high priest <laughs> of magic we had an uh, energy healer with the physicist explaining the magic or the science behind it mm-hmm. um i don't know if we got into it at jesse's house um but i'm very into energy and totally and i don't know what i would call it but magic basically more or less yeah yeah so that's kind of like that so that wizard of like 
you know, right with him having magic. And then he could just, he's, that's his nickname. And I was like, I knew I had to pay homage to my dad and my mom and the family name. So wizard is very important to me in that it's not just like a clever, like, Oh, wizard, like cool. But I didn't, I didn't think so. Yeah. It's like, there's a deeper meaning behind it. Definitely from a family standpoint. And, uh, so it's, it's really neat to kind of blow that up. And, um, when they've came into our shop and seen like, you know, they, they had a, a four six head press in our garage right just doing a, a manual screen like a uh, press with like where you use a squeegee mm-hmm. uh, yeah like a yeah, forehead they yeah, spin gotcha. it and they and they'd pull and they'd print a shirt mm-hmm. now we've got you know 12 14 color presses a half a dozen of them you know we could print thousands of shirts a day and we could do like 100 a day back right. in the garage right so right. <laughs> it's, it's, moved it's, on it's up. the yeah moving on up exactly to so, the east side so wizard's basically kind of all encompassing homage to the father yeah, yeah, to the father and the mother. Just yeah. like I, very, very right. uh, Midwestern values. You know, grew up in a small town in Central Illinois. So when we came to the, you know, the big city of Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and built a business, it was uh, it was cool because we live by the golden rule. We treat our clients um, and everybody that deals with Wizard as as part of the family. You know, live by the right. golden rule to treat people right. how you want to be treated yourself, and carry that through, and it worked. And we'll live live to that. It's one of the the funniest things about business as I've gotten more successful, um, and obviously your success, and the people I meet, especially in Jesse's program and, yeah. and all that, the ones that get to the top and maintain the top, genuinely give a fuck. Yeah, like they they genuinely care and they treat other people like they want to. Like, right? It's funny because in sales, you don't. That's not the way it's portrayed. Yeah. But really, in order to get there, you have to treat people like you want to. You have to sell them like you want to be sold to. Otherwise, you burn out. Yeah. Even if you get to the exactly. top, you'll burn out. And yeah. And you'll fail. Right. And I and I even hate like, like when you hear sales. So many people, especially a lot of the the the, the younger um, workforce coming out of college, they're like sales. Oh, bad. Oh, bad. And it's got this bad connotation. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not a I'm not a sales. Everything in life is sales. I'm an educator. I'm a connector. You well, know, that, well, like, that, that's exactly what a sale, what a sale is. A sale yeah. is you, you're only articulating the education of what it is. Yeah. You got an assessment value to yeah. it. That, yeah, that's it. That, I think people begin to think of the car salesman or, or the 1968 yeah. pimp. You know, on you know on the side on the side of the street when they <laughs> when they think sales, yeah. but it's, it's almost like when you hear a cult. Not, like it's not it's nothing dangerous. It's just secret. You don't know about it. Yeah. So, yeah. so when it comes down to sales, like we were talking about yesterday, just boil it down to the least common denominator. Totally. You have you have a demand that I can supply. Yeah, this is how much it costs. That's it. Yeah, I'd like that. You just made a sale. Yeah. The, the other thing too, every agreement is a sale, right? Exactly. So like, um, Grant Cardone has one of the best books uh, I've read called "Seller Be Sold," and then he's talking. I'd agree about, on that. That book right. is so good, right? Right. Um, you got to check it out. It's "Seller Be Sold" by Grant Cardone, and then he's talking about like like the best seller you ever make is your wife, or or if you're a woman, your husband, right? And the key is you never stop selling them. No, you keep providing them service. You keep yeah. everything is the same. Yeah, if if yeah. you're like, imagine thinking of of it not being that way. Like, oh, so you're just gonna ignore them, and they're just gonna <laughs> right. Like, right. That's, exactly. not how, that's not how life. That's works. a wrap. One of my just just because I just love sharing knowledge, and uh, one of my favorite sales book, rest in peace, Chet Holmes. But Chet Holmes, the ultimate sales machine. Um, just I love Grant. I love his book, but Chet Holmes, the ultimate sales machine, is is. Have fire too. Do you um do you follow Jeremy Miner at all? I do not. Uh-uh. Yo, he's badass. Is he? Um, so I have a actually ironically because I'm such a fucking hippie, but I have um <laughs> in like highly competitive health insurance. 
I mean, this bet with um, like basically more or less bet. Like I was sleeping on my floor, built yeah. the office from like the bottom up, um, and now we're one of the fastest growing teams, like the fastest growing company Love in the it. country. And uh, one of the keys is we I make a book club. Okay. And then we do book review every Monday. Sweet. Um, and I don't expect my guys to actually read it, although now a lot of them do. Um, but I make them listen to the notes and we go over it. So every every month we have a different book. So I'm gonna look into that one because I've never heard of that one. Uh, Chet Holmes, the Ultimate Machine. But my goal is usually 40, the Ultimate Sales Machine. The, yep. the Ultimate Sales yep. Machine. Yep. Uh, my goal is usually like 48 to 60 books a year. That's incredible. Um, exactly. I, I'm not at that level, yeah. but no, you know, I'll, me I'll, I'll, I'll get like a handful a year. Either way, yeah. I think they um, they say the way I, the way I also teach this too, and I'm like, yo, if you look at this as sports, um, a study shows the average American reads one book a year. Yeah. If you read, even if my guys read just one book a month, that gives them a 12 to one advantage on something. Totally. Exactly. So even if they're losing by a lot to start over a couple of years. Exactly. Oh, you're burying your competition right. with what you're gaining. Love it. Yeah. And, read, um, and reading gives you hope. Reading gives you hope. There's, I have three, maybe four life hacks I give to everybody all the time. Uh, number one is read. Number two is exercise. And number three is wake up early. And then if you haven't, number four is move out of your hometown for at least a period of time. Exactly. You got you to get out of your zip code. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in, in the words of my great-grandfather, if you only listen to yourself, you never learn nothing new. Where are yeah. you from, Rock? Birmingham. Okay. Yeah, Rock's, Rock's got um, the, the southern the southern background. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we we got such a funny like uh, yeah, yeah. like mix, right? Like <laughs> like we got the 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 big black biker, um, <laughs> some kind of hippie business dude, um, and then we just get people I find interesting on the show. We, we've had yeah, I'm mor- I'm morphing into the hippiness. Yeah, you are, bro. Like now he starts <laughs> yeah. talking like chakras and shit. Um, it's it's just funny. It, it cracks me up. Like um, I feel like your your background is obviously very material. With the oh, name no, Wizard. Yeah, that's true. I presume spirituality at least plays a background role in not so much with the company, but with me personally. Like I, I uh, well, that is a company. I flow. You are the company. Yeah, yeah. I'm the founder of the company, um, but the company now has a heart, and it's and it's and it's it doesn't need me, which is the blessing. I think what every entrepreneur mm. should strive for is to work on the business, not in it, and should should right. really live kind of by that Steve Jobs quote of you know hire people that are smarter than you and get out of their way. Right, you know, right. and and yeah. uh, it's tough, right? You I mean, the child, the, right? The, the number one thing I did to scale these companies to to run without me was get efficient number twos, number threes, mid management, and trust. That trust. that word is so valuable. But you is, know what? You got to trust yourself first. Exactly. Yeah, so That's you can right. trust your decisions. You know, and some look. Sometimes you get burned. I got burned many times um, with that right. trust, but that doesn't mean I'm going to waver from that trust. Exactly. You got to just keep on, and and once you get to that point where you have that confidence in yourself to trust yourself mm-hmm. and to trust others, life gets to be so much easier, especially from a business standpoint. Man, just just that alone it is a whole book. Yeah. In trusting yourself. Yeah. The way your your uh, solar plexus chakra works is about belief in yourself. And when you don't have that, you can't love yourself. Yeah. Can't love yourself. The unconditional love of whatever else, relationship, business, whatever, cannot happen. So true. That that affects the willpower. Right. Yeah. So when you don't when you don't have trust, you have less willpower. So, um, but it? it's interesting too, right? So you already said like two of the most common things I'd notice with successful business people, but it's basically the golden rule. It doesn't matter how they phrase it, but it goes yeah, back to the yep, golden yep. rule. Right. And then it's trust. Yep. And like successful people trust the people around them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either that or they burn out again. People that maintain that success. Um, so as you alluded to, like any entrepreneur, so we haven't gotten even into the other businesses. Um, the swag father has multiple <laughs> businesses. 
Um, you, one of the ones that you're really excited about right now, you said you're an investor in a cannabis business, and that's speaking my fucking language. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Actually, me, I, I me did, and Luke I did started. I hear a little bit about this yesterday. <laughs> Luke and I started, um, I don't know if we really started, but like we definitely kicked it. Um, it, you know, we're smoking a pen and, and just kind of <laughs> talking life. And, and I right. think I think I threw out to you, like, yo, I should have you on my podcast at that point. That's it. Um, and here we are, man. Yeah, it manifests. That sounds about like Luke. Yeah, it was, it was right after I did a, a spoken word on mushrooms. Yeah, you told, <laughs> yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, obviously, I had it, you know, like, I had my shit prepared, but I didn't know I was going to go. Yeah. And then I hear Lori and Jesse like, yo... So what would what would an event be without Luke doing this? You know, like giving us his words. And I well, was like, and the and the crazy thing, and I would love to know like how this came to you. But they had like a candle or something, or maybe it was a phone. Like it it was very like we were in this room, maybe no bigger than this room. Ah, uh, can you stay Luke closer to the mic? What's that? And Luke's standing right here, and he's uh, about to do his spoken word, and it's just like we're all in his face, and there's of like course. this little light here, and it's like it was very like intense. It but, was very but intense. You killed it, brother. I wasn't sure if that was just because I was on psilocybin. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Yeah, dude, you it was it was it. wild, right? Because I'm yeah. I'm in a group full of most successful people I've ever met in my life. Right, right. Like, and there's a lot of them, and we've been hitting the Patron. Oh and, yeah, and we're we're in it, right? And yeah, it's like right towards happened. the yeah. middle, towards not the end, but towards the middle of the night. I'm like, all right, Luke, and I was like, oh my god. And mind you, after a hell on the hill, you know, where everybody's just you know winded from just all day exercise and yeah. adventures and swimming you know, like a mile. Yeah, I'm not a swimming swimmer. like <laughs> across yeah. the lake. See, all all of that, Laura was talking about yesterday. I'm like, yeah, I'd have been like, <laughs> peace out, right? No, but it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, no, I'm I'm super passionate about about the cannabis business and the future of cannabis, really. Um, so Sunbird Cannabis is is a venture, um, very seasoned what's professionals. What's it called? Now, what, called? Yeah, what is it again? It's called Sunburn Cannabis. Sunburn. Um, yeah, it's a okay. it's a, it's an awesome brand, dope Where? brand, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, but the CEO Brady Cobb, a dear friend of mine, and he's just he's just a genius. But his father, the cool story about Sunburn is that his dad was one of the biggest weed smugglers back in the 80s 70s 80s and in north florida so like if you heard of like cocaine cowboys in miami so mm. brady's dad the ceo of sunburn our cannabis business he was the one bringing in all the weed and the and the god bless him and the sting, somebody, somebody had to do right? it somebody got to do and it. the sting operation that kind of put him down he was laundering all the money and doing all the business through a like a sunscreen company in North Florida. Oh, oh sunburn. Gotcha. And so okay. the feds yeah, called yeah. it Operation Sunburn. Right. So you got so, wizard. So you guys are both. That's beautiful. You guys are both paying homage to the to the ancestors. To the, to the folks. Yeah. So yeah. he. So his dad did did unfortunately go to jail for a very long time, mm -hmm. and then when he came out, he got he passed away from cancer, and Brady like major major CEO or major major attorney, excuse me, put together a. a a cannabis deal before they had a great exit mm -hmm. and they were on the sidelines for like a year and a half and they didn't have a non-compete with the big company they sold it to um and he kept his grow team he kept his marketing team he kept his investment team everybody like so what state team. is this based this in? is the state of florida yeah florida is so right, yeah. the number two state in the country even though it's not even recreational i know yet is florida and now what, whoa, what whoa, are whoa, whoa, whoa. you said florida is the number two state yep number two so, so yep. in my mind, so in my mind, I'm, I would have said Cal or California. Colorado. I would have said yeah. California. Colorado. Florida per sales is number two, but um, yeah. So they put together a team. We have a great investment group, and they and our team bought the MedMen Florida. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. MedMen. Mm -hmm. So MedMen is a huge brand, and it's still just medical, and it's just Florida. medical in Florida. 
Like, can y'all do like Delta Eight and all that type of stuff? Or so, like, I didn't know what Delta Eight was until I moved to Nashville. And I don't, I, and I don't I'm like trust seeing, it. And I'm like, see, I don't trust it. What? I don't trust it. I don't trust it either, man. Like I these guys are it. like on the side of the road selling like Delta Eight. I'm like, no, I don't know what this is. Yeah, so, I don't. I don't trust it. Look up the um, Georgia Hemp Company. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful <laughs> you know what's so funny is um, yesterday. I think it was yesterday I was telling you the story about. I don't want to say the name because we never ended up selling it, but I was telling you about we almost made that cannabis. So I almost left what I'm doing now. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I met this dude, and he wanted me to be the head of the sales, and we were going to be – I'm, I'm going to talk to you about this off yeah, yeah. the air. Yeah, cool. And I think this is a, an incredible business idea. I think this dude just fucked it up. And I think it, um, we had an offer for like over a million dollars. Wow. Um, but he wanted more. Yeah. And then I was just like, all right, I'm out. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sick with what I'm doing. And giggity, the dude, uh, the get, got, dude was like living out of his car. And yeah. Uh, he, I'm, I'm not trying to knock anybody, but anyways, <laughs> I think this is a beautiful idea, and, and I'm gonna I'll talk to you yeah, about this after. To me and it's so I'd funny. Just remember, I did the research for the company, and I remember like MedMen was somebody I did a ton of research yeah. on, like went through like their you know their back analytics and, and all this other shit. So so my company Wizard is now you know do it, and we've been doing um, cannabis and and uh, CBD merch and stuff for many many years. So it's always been like a top three industry for me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a I'm a big advocate for it, um, and just just love the industry. And I think it needs to be in people's lives, and it will be in people's lives. Um, so Sunburn is great, and you know we're in Florida now, but it's it's going to expand with Brady's leadership. And I just think that with everything moving in the right direction, we get on that ballot, we get Florida recreational, and then it can grow, and then hopefully we get national rec. You know, that's incredible. So, you know, you know yeah. what? Let, let's let's take a total break right now. <laughs> you know, you know how you have a second while you're in the moment and you're listening to stuff. You can kind of step outside of yourself and just look at what's happening. Amanda, does he not sound like Joe Rogan? <laughs> like 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 you just, if you just if you just close your eyes and listen like like to him just then. Sound like Joe Rogan. Look like Joe Rogan. <laughs> there we go. We put us together. We got yeah. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Uh, dude, dude, I'll, I'll take any comparison <laughs> hey, to Joe Rogan. Amanda, there you go, Amanda, man. Amanda was like, and the hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number one podcast in the world. Dude, he, I think Booyah. he's such a cool, interesting guy. I think he's so good for America. Um, I, I think his ability to have open-minded conversations and just be curious about interesting things and allow everybody to express themselves regardless of it. Yep, yep. Right. And, and honestly, in my opinion, I think... I don't want to get conspiracy theorists, but I do believe that there is an attempt to almost remove the divine masculine in in the family unit, right? Like every what? father. Believe? No, that's a fact. Dude, every father in every TV show or movie that I can think of is either a cuck, toxic, or or absent, right? There's almost right. never a positive male masculine role model. And it, like, never. Right. Like, it doesn't right. matter the race or anything. Mm -hmm. it, it's either, like, the dumb one, he's like, or he's a just a little bitch yeah exactly or, or he's toxic <laughs> exactly and then, and then you have thank god like joe rogan is like a positive masculine male role model for so many people like i can't imagine honestly god I, I think that he may be one of the best things for america if not the best can like, you get this guy a t-shirt yeah hey. <laughs> oh yeah no no doubt <laughs> joe rogan t-shirt right bro, bro, bro. i mean because at, at, at the end of the day when you look at joe rogan you can tell that that he is in tune with himself which the more in tune with yourself you are, the, the greater curiosity everything holds yeah, for you. Totally. You know Dude, what I mean? There's, there's a couple people that I, I would, you know what's funny is I've met one of them. Um, there's three people that I, I really, really, I mean, there's a lot of people I really want to meet and like become friends with and I feel like I would become friends with. Um, it was Joe Rogan, Jay-Z, and Jesse Itzler. And, and now like, I want to say that I'm friends with Jesse. Two out of three? But I, I would, we're cool, yeah. right? Like we're definitely cool. To yeah. a point. Yeah. Now what? Let's go into the casino after this, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that, you know that the cool thing I um, – fun fact about um, 
the two of the three you named. Jesse's in a fantasy football league with Jay Z. I know. And th- those two are boys. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. That, yeah. Oh yeah, you did tell me they were boys. Yeah. But but yeah. that fantasy football, like when he every year he'll post that picture of like him and his fantasy football. Dude, it's football the craziest group, group it's of like, people. I, I I don't remember exactly everybody. I just remember Hova's in there and Jesse. But then there was like I, I want to say like Spike Lee. I don't know. I don't know. It was like a whole roster. It's a very like, interesting. And then it's like Matthew Barry. Like sports and it's like it's like cool. the top like fantasy football guy yeah. on ESPN is like in it. Like really. Um, yeah, like it don't seem like he can play. I'm like, no, nah, dog, you can't play. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Fantasy football, not not real. Yeah, not, yeah no, no, no. But I, I'm just I'm just saying. Though, I'm like, hold up, bro. This is what you do for a living. Like, nah, you can't yeah. play. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't like to lose at pinochle. None. Yeah, it's fantasy football. Yeah. You know, like, uh-uh. uh, uh. Jesse said Jay Z won this year. I think Jesse came. Right? Like, I think Jesse came like second or third. That's cool. But he said Jay Z won. Uh, I mean, yo. You're talking about like inside intel. Yeah. These, yeah. These, I bet you these dudes know where they were the night before the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like, right. Anybody exactly. like has the. That that's got to be such a fun competitive league, though. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, dude. I I, lo- I don't know if you ever watched Jay Z interviews. Such I, I an have, in- yeah. He's so intelligent. Do you know the only Jay Z interview I've ever sat there and watched from beginning to end on Letterman? Um, which one? The he's one a few. Talk, talking about on, back back on stage where Letterman's just sitting out there on stage. Oh, and he's he? got the beard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that one's good. Hey, that was a good interview, bro. That's what I'm saying. You know how he's, he's very like he's very circumspect. He's very thoughtful and like very and he never lies, but he always finds a creative way to tell the truth where he doesn't yeah exactly. say things he shouldn't exactly. say. And I, I love that. Like I love watching him. Um, there was this show called Game Changers on Bloomberg back when I lived in New York, and his and Mark Zuckerberg's were super interesting. Um, but yeah, so, sorry to kind of like go super off topic. That's nah, all good. But yeah. um, I guess there is no topic here. One of my one of my top like music is a very big part of my life and how I kind of get you know pumped up and in the mood um, right. for for everything about life. All just right. just bring it. But in business, like I remember you uh, rapping at- Hova. Yeah, and Hova like his song "You Don't Know." Um, is probably know. one of my favorite entrepreneurial <laughs> really? songs. Like you don't, don't know what. You- all right, so, let, sure so let's go. So I'm, I'm assuming you were born in the 80s at some point? Uh, 81. 81. Yeah. All right, there we go. All right, so give me your favorite, let's go metal band. No, no, let, let, let's go hair band. Like you know. I don't know anything about that. Oh, no. Okay. I grew up like, uh, even at that day, like like Run DMC was one of my first like hip-hop acts. You were born in 81? Run, yeah. Run DMC was your people? Yeah, like very early. I got okay. I got exposed to hip hop very early, and then and then really moved into West Coast rap and Snoop and Dre. Now what? And, now were you ever with Eric B and Rakim? Was that? Were yeah, you? no, I definitely no, I definitely okay. definitely love that. We was about and, to have um, a problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but never metal though. I never got into you know Grateful Dead. I'm, there you I'm go. Yeah. There you go. Said the Grateful Dead. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. That's that's awesome. And then um, I remember you were rapping. At um, I think you were rapping like everywhere. Oh, with like Eminem or Pre? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What, were, what were you rapping? Um, what were we doing? Probably, probably Juicy. I think. Yeah. I get hyped up on Juicy. I'm actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might, it might have been Juicy. It I, was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. That there you go. Okay. That, okay. I remember. Um, I'm actually supposed to go to uh, a retreat with Pre. Like a, I'm, it's called um, Health Hop Retreat. Okay. So his boy Health Hop. Yeah, I forget retreat. the name. Um. The, the main rapper from Dead Prez is like his boy and they're like very like health conscious oh, cool. and after I did the spoken word at the um, he like came up to me and was like bro you got it I yeah. gotta bring you to this the thing. health hop yeah yeah that's yeah, cool yeah. the health hop yeah like it. It, that's, that's hey, what you he called it tell me about that um, I mean we haven't done it yet so who knows but yeah, he, no no after, once you get through yeah so the, but that, that'll definitely be pretty cool nice um, so obviously you got like a wide range of things 
the the cannabis um and that you said that i think off the air you said that might be your favorite project right now just well my favorite project really is um it's called equity creator so in 2020 when the world stopped think about it my core contracts and merch were pro sports oh yeah sports, and they stopped cruise playing. lines mm-hmm. you know based out of miami like everything stopped and we had to pivot and we pivoted in a very big way and i got into the manufacturing of disinfectants sanitizers sprays things like that so mm. I, I learned very much okay kind of on the ground of how to do fda and cdc compliance and all this stuff and through that um you know learned a lot about making consumer products and moving to Nashville, my connectivity has been through um, not so much like B2B like it was in, in Miami with businesses, but I was meeting a lot of influencers. And a lot of these influencers- A lot have, of influencers live in Nashville? A lot of them do, man. Really? Uh, and mainly a lot of Country? very, very talented, no, very, very talented female entrepreneur influencers that mm-hmm. have come from LA, New York, and, they've, and they've, they've planted their roots in Nashville to raise their kids, raise their families. Um, so a new business that I'm really passionate about is called equity creator and I'm helping work with extraordinary women to build their own equity in their own brands by building their own companies. So the first deal that I've done is, is with an incredible woman named Allie Mano and Allie was a bachelor at an ABC. She was a, she was a, uh, a TV host and now she's a, she's a wonderful mother, whether on wonderful entrepreneur, and she's uh, just a great educator to her following of, of women all over the world. Okay. And we partnered together to, to bring a cleaner hydration supplement mix to the market to com- compete with Liquid IVs. So Liquid IV mm, uh-huh. um, is like the 800-pound gorilla, if you will, in our hydration supplement space. Um, and, and our business is called 123. So it's like a play on words, like hydration is easy as 123, but it's spelled the number one, T-O, the number three. So one, two, three. Right, right, right. And it's one stick pack. You put it in a bottle of water. You got three times the hydration. And then go to 123life.com. That's it. And it's one, number two, one. T-O-3-Life.com. Yep. And uh, so Allie and I have built that business together. We've got three amazing flavors. Um, we've got a we've got a new pack coming out with strawberry lemonade, watermelon, and grape. Um, What's the cost for a consumer? So the cost is at or below what Liquid IV is at. So we're at $24.47 online, and we always have you know discount codes and stuff. I think I don't know what Liquid IV is. So it's, I thought that was $24 for, for what? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, probably. So it's so it's 15 servings, right. so 15 sticks. So right. figure 15 days. Uh, but you've got over a full day of vitamin C in it. You've got vitamin B. You've got zinc. Um, you've got major electrolytes. Mm-hmm. And compared to like the leading brand, we've got two-thirds less sugar. So the leading brand is about 50. Mm. We're at 15. Um, we've only got four grams of sugar. They've got 12. Right. Okay. So there's some got health you. benefits of not having so much yeah. sugar. So it's terrible for you. Um, do, do, your, do, y'all, do y'all market like decreasing inflammation due, due to hydration and things of the sort? Or Dude, de- that, That's Rock's background. Is, is, oh, uh, yeah. Like, so you're asking like how are we marketing it? Or? Yeah. Like are, are y'all talking about inflammation and, and decreasing TNF alpha? So, the, so the, main, the main four buckets from like a marketing perspective of why people need an electrolyte drink mix mm-hmm. are kind of like travel fatigue. You know, you kind of right. you kind of lose some of that, um, you know, just daily routine. Right. People don't drink enough water. Uh, no so doubt. Yeah. It's, it's really just like when you're not drinking enough water, this is giving you three times the amount of hydration in your mm-hmm. life. Um, hangovers. You know, right. So like a big, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you know, we're in, up, we're yeah. in the new Facts. roaring 20s, right? So people yeah. are going out, they're drinking, they're partying, and, mm-hmm. and you got to have hangover relief. So those are some of the core kind of like, okay. if, you, if you will, from a marketing standpoint. Um, we don't really get into like the clinical things. It's more okay. just like, what does got the consumer you. need it for? Yeah, and, yeah, the average person. Yeah. yeah. So, so, what, so where can you find it? 
So right now it's online. We're direct to consumer only. It's one to three life.com. And we're about to launch on Amazon actually next week. Uh, We're all loaded up in Amazon. Okay. And then the third head of the, the monster will be retail. Um, so we I was just to, about to ask you that. Do, do you have salespeople? Do you have a sales team? Yeah, so, what so if we have people that are watching that? Are like, you know what? I want to sell that. We product. have right on our right on our website. We have a wholesale program, and okay. it's and that's actually a really good channel for us because mm-hmm. we've got yoga studios, fitness studios. Right. Um, we've right. got retail stores that have signed up to be a wholesaler for us at mm-hmm. One to Three Life. Um, what if you um, do that. somebody's running like a marathon or something like that? Yeah, it's it's so there's different. Look, everybody's got. There's going to be you know a million different opinions and you rock with right. your background on electrolytes right. and things like that this is this is not um like a like f- design for like massive endurance okay. athletic yeah. stuff yeah, like, like there's somebody, there's yeah. other we are going to do a formula for that because i was gonna say it'd be cool if you gave like a bunch of like the product to like uh Quran and Ben. Yeah, no, totally. When, when they do yeah, that, no, totally. the seven marathons, the seven days, and seven continents. So when they, so and I'm not going to shout shout out my competitor, but like there was a, a gift in our bags at the last retreat, right? And that one's geared towards elite athletes. Mm. We started with, you know, you got to remember, like our audience right now for this product is yeah, the average consumer, every day to day life, moms, lane. dads, yeah. you know, everybody just. But that elite athlete or somebody that's doing a fast. There is a product that we're in development on right now that's going to be like all salt based. That's really going to be for those elite athletes. Um, so we're going to get into that game too. I, I love it though, and and mm-hmm. it came from in, in adversities. So one of the things I say all the time um, is every adversity has. And it's not my quote. It's from Think and Grow Rich. But every adversity is an equal and opposite opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and that's when, it. And when you yeah. look for the solution or with the opportunity, is you always find something amazing. Um, I actually was writing today, and I can like I used it in the line. It was like. What the fuck they're gonna do to me? Don't they know I turn every adversity into an opportunity? Yeah. Like, um, I'm gonna stop, but I, I got a bunch of lines like following it. Right. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I love writing. I know you like writing too. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. yeah so yeah, about it, that just kind of made me think of it. But every time I hear somebody, and and it's such a telling thing of character, right? And and if somebody, if you if you're listening, and you haven't done it yet. Best time to plant a bamboo tree is now, right? The second right, exactly. Best time is 20 years ago. Second best time is now. Um, but anytime something happens that derails you, if you look for the new tracks, you can find something. Yep. There's always exactly. a, there's always a solution. Yeah, and sometimes so it's a, sometimes it's a new door, but yeah. some, sometimes it's, right. it's the same thing. It's just right. a new way of doing it. Yep. So yours ended up being a new door. Yep. Um, so that, what, now we've touched on like two or three of your businesses. But what are we at now? So at the end of the day, like like I I have a passion for helping others achieve their dreams. Um, mm-hmm. I've I'm I'm living a life by design. You know, my my corporate office is in Florida. I'm living in Nashville now. I kind of am in and I've always dreamed of being in two different cities. I still have my roots in Chicago, where I'm from. So yeah, a, a, I I know how to help guide people down that path. Depend depending on what their life by design is, right? Um, for me, it was to live in two places. For me, it was to be able to be at all my kids' sporting events, right? Like, I coach three different sports. I'm missing my right. son's football practice That's tonight because I wanted yeah. to be with my community, but, with Jesse and everybody. But it's 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 a blessing to be able to give back. So it's not so much about the quantity of the businesses. It's about the quality. Your son looks good at football, too, when right. you put the Instagram highlights. <laughs> Dude, he was, he was, like, juking kids, like, throwing the stiff arms and stuff. He, I, I remember he's really just, gotten into it. And I, and it's funny because, like, he's he's eight years old. He's playing tackle it's, it's football. Like, it's like a little kid, but I just remember on the, the Instagram story. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Like, he, like and my wife and I went back and forth, you know, about concussions and about, like, right, you know, right. just, you know, about football. But 
I am so, so glad we put him in an organized tackle football. It's given him grit. It's given him just – he already had a competitive edge to him, but, like, it's really given him more confidence. He's like, oh, I could tackle that kid. Exactly. And he's going up kids bigger than him, and, you know, I'm short, small stature guy, but it doesn't matter. He just goes right at him, hey. and I love it. So I'm so thankful Demon. I played football. Me too. Um, it, it taught me so much. Yeah. It's just about that I use in life all the time. Yeah, it teaches you a lot about yourself. It, uh, Troy Polamalu is one of my favorite quotes. Um, I don't remember exactly, but basically to summarize it, it was back when they first started actually caring about concussions. I mean, that's how long ago it was Polamalu was playing. Right. And they were talking about like um, adding penalties way before they started, got to the point where there are penalties now. And he was like, I understand what they're doing. They're trying to take the fear and the danger out of football. Yeah. He goes, but the point of football is overcoming the fear and the danger. And he goes, that's the beauty of this. That's yeah. why not everybody plays. Yeah. Right. We're going to make it so everybody plays, and we're going to lose what football is. Yeah. Exactly. And I just remember being like, I get what they're doing, and it sucks. Yeah. What happens to these people? Right. And I never got to that level, right? So maybe I'd be thinking differently if I did. Yeah. You're, you're a college running no. back. Uh, yeah. he, used to, he played running back with Brett Favre. Do you know what the etiology of football is? The what? The etiology of football. So what, what got football started. I don't know what even that word means. Uh, well, what, what, <laughs> what, got, what, got, what got football started, right, uh, that they were afraid. Oh, that's how you pronounce that word? Yeah, exactly. E-T-Y-L-O. That ain't yeah, yeah. I don't exactly what you're talking they, about. They, right. were, they were afraid that there was going to be another civil war. So they had to have something to keep the, the, the kids that wasn't old enough to go to the Army at that time war ready. That's why you have a kickoff that, that looks like Braveheart. Yeah. The two sides <laughs> running together. You yeah. got a field general. And then you got people flying their flags like, like they're from Europe or wherever else. That's why it is. Like even if the way the field is built in an oblong square, that's the that, that's the way that the Hall of the Constitution and all that stuff was made. The way it comes, that's yeah, cool. exactly. You know exactly what huh. I'm talking about. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, that's where all of that comes from. So at the, so at the end of the day, when you're when you're playing football, usually a big part of it, like like me, like I'm like y'all, I'm right around five nine or whatever else. So I'm supposed to be one of the littlest guys on the field. Yeah. But the thing about me back then was I didn't care about me. Yeah. My right. whole my whole goal was jacking you up. <laughs> yeah. Right? I was a hitter. Now nowadays I care about me. Yeah. So so that that's not gonna work for me, yeah. you know, now. Totally. But which is back to that, yeah. that belief. You I know, think, and I love think, for you. I think for me not being uh I never played football uh, other than in the backyard or whatever and went to some camps here and there, but I never right. played. But what I've seen is the team effect of football, it's like you need your position. You're a cornerback, you're a defensive end, whatever your position is, you learn it. And if Play you that. screw up, you and if you're not paying attention, else. you affect everybody else. And like everybody. that right there is where I was like, my, I'm like, wow. But like, that's what you do, Luke. Yeah. And that's just, just in listening to you right now. You play. And, you play your position. And these, and these, exactly. And these, and, and these kids that are coming up and playing that sport, I, I, I'm sad for kids who don't have that experience to learn that. I mean, you, and you learn teamwork in a lot of other sports, but right. just my first season of like being around it, I, I had so much more respect for the game, for the coaches, mm-hmm. um, at all levels of coaching oh, man. football. Shout, it's, shout it's out to like, little league coaches. My totally. brother is a little league coach. I, I do not have the patience to do <laughs> at all. Bro, you ever see like the, um, the thing on like the Miami like Pete like Pop Warner football with like Uncle Luke does it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, nah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Steve's got his team. And, wild. Yeah. I used, I used, um I played not not the level not where rocked up and played at a higher level than I did. But um, I I was pretty decent and I played and when I finished playing my high school coach brought me on to be a defense coordinator like linebacker coach and they also gave me head coach at J V. Mm. And I was at this inner city school in like the worst coach in New York State, like and I'm coaching and, and I'm, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but um so I'm coaching 
and I, and the kids all wanted to play basketball, not football at my school. So what I used to do, I was like 26 at the time, and, and I was a baller. So I would challenge the kids, you know, like 17, 18, right, whatever, and right. I would be like, yo, you think you're tough? I'll bet you if I beat you in basketball, you play football. And I got, like, right. the whole basketball team playing football. I didn't lose. Because no, it was like big crazy. brother strength. Like, yo, some of these kids are like dunking it. Like, it was just big brother strength, right? Yeah, right, right, right. So I, I get this kid, <laughs> um, little Josh Holmes, if you're listening, this is still, like, one of the funniest things I can think of. So I get this kid, really good kid, but he had, like, a hot temper. Um, but he's, like, a really nice kid. And his mom, we used to call her Mrs. Josh, like, uh, wear the Ross Farian hat, would always jump the fence and come on the field. Like, yeah. yo, Mrs. Josh, you can't be over here. Like, you got to get back on the other side. So we're playing this undefeated team. Um, and he jukes this kid, and it's probably like a 30 yard run, gets to the sideline, and just clear, like literally tossed in the air by his face mask. And he gets up and starts screaming at the ref, gets a personal foul penalty, right? Of course. So I call a timeout. And I run on the field, and I literally pick him up by the face mask, and I'm yelling at him. And I kind of like toss him. And, I, and I'm like, oh shit. And um, I didn't call timeout yet, so I called timeout. And then I brought one of my buddies in. Um, now, mind you, the school I'm at, let's say, is to be conservative, we'll say 85% black. Okay. And you're being conservative. Yeah, it might be more. Gotcha. So, okay. so like, yeah. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So, my buddy Hammond, uh, Hammond, if you listen, um, I, I'll never forget this for the rest of my life. So, like, I, I wave him over, and he's he's not white. So he uh, <laughs> say he's not white. So like, so he comes over, and I'm he's like, Albanian. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. He's he's um, he's mixed. Uh, yeah, and yeah. So he comes over, and I'm like, Coach, I'm not going to be on CNN. I don't want to turn around. And I turn, and he's like, I don't know. He's like, but but like the crowd is silent, and, I, and we're at home, and right, I turn right, around, right. and the crowd erupts. It was like, teach him some discipline, Jurassic, like right, way right, to get yeah, him. And I was yeah. just like, if that was a different school, man, was <laughs> like, <laughs> that that could have yeah. went left quick? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, but yeah. I just think like football again, it, it encourages discipline. It encourages, in in two degrees, probably not healthy, but it encourages overcoming pain. Yeah, it um it encourages. I mean, my neck's still tweaked, right? So like, but it and there's definitely things to it that aren't great. But I'm so happy I played. Yeah, everything has its yin and its yang. But I, but I am glad I played. Like I, I'd never take it back. Yeah, yeah. like never ever. Yo, tell, um, tell them that story you said about Brett. Favre. You don't not all, but the one about the running play with uh, with Brett Favre. <laughs> so his his rookie, his freshman year, uh, Brett Favre was a senior. Yeah, my my freshman year, I come in, man. It's it's supposed to been a pass play. I come in, call the play, and they just kind of smile at me with that with that little, nah, dog. Huh. You finna hang off to this left side on this sweep, and you better get it. Okay. <laughs> I go hauling ass, 15, 20-yard play, get up, excited. Yeah! <laughs> Look up. Hey, shout out to Coach Curly Hartman. He's at, he, he left and went to go to LSU after my first year. Curly's like this. I come jogging over, and he, he got this distinct voice because he's a boxer too, you know. Yeah. Like, like, son, did you call the fucking play? Did I tell you to call? <laughs> and I'm just – I'm 17. I'm like – I can't, I can't, I can't tell on them. I got to go back to the dorm. He was like, I wouldn't tell either. Go sit your ass down. <laughs> Great. Yeah. He's, nice. He's yeah. saying Brett Favre got him into like crawfish and, and all this other stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. like real, real yeah, I wouldn't have never ate that. But, but again, you're 17 years old in the dorm full of grown men. It's like, you got two choices. Yeah. I'm like, I probably can take you, but not the other three. So let me go <laughs> ahead and try this out, you know, and see what happens. And before we go into some other stuff going on with Brett Favre and, and the community stuff. So you love to give back to the communities. 100%. Right. Why, why, why don't you kind of pivot on some of your, your favorite things that you do with that? Yeah, always been um, always giving back to kids, cancer, and pets. Um, nice. That's been my my main focus. And we've got two rescue dogs. Always had rescue dogs. Just 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 love it. And um, really really just um, 
finding a place to to give back in all the cities that we do business in is is just a blessing and just you know so do you have um so you're in miami because i really want my team my team used to be very active in the communities yeah um and i used to do a bunch of stuff with, like disadvantaged youth because my teaching background uh, but I would love for him, my team in Miami to get involved with your community if they, yeah. if they can like get hands. So part out. of like what so with it's all about the culture, right? So like part of like mm. you know you can't force people to give back. But right. we, during our interview, when we're onboarding new staff, we're like, look, we're very philanthropic. Well, what does that mean? It's it's we we will donate on your behalf to a charity that you are passionate about. So those are my passions, right? You, As Colin. the leader is, yeah. you know, kids, cancer pets, right? But if somebody comes in and they really want to do something with American Red Cross, okay, cool. Like, we want to support you. You show up, we'll show up with you. So what does that look like, right? Like, right, you we, got some skin we, in the game. Yeah, and like on the weekends, if there's an event that they're passionate about, our team will show up with them, right? So it's, if somebody comes into the interview and they're like, yeah, I want the job and this and that, but they have zero desire to give back to help the community and help whatever they're passionate about or have no passions of helping other people, we know that it's not going to be a cultural fit. Mm-hmm. So I think it all starts with like the opening dialogue with, with that potential team member is like, hey, you know, this is what our culture is. This is how our heart beats. Are you mm-hmm. with that or, you know, or not? If, so. if you have anything that you're doing, like a hands-on activity in South Florida or the Atlanta area. Yeah. Um, or Greenville, uh, yeah, I was about to Greenville, say, let me know, dog. Greenville or Kansas City, please let me know. Cause cool. My team is, we're, we're, we just haven't been that active. We yeah. used to do this stuff. Um, I used to be very active with Handy. It's helping abuse neglect disadvantage. I know Handy very well. Yeah, yeah, in South Florida. So. I was the prom king. <laughs> were you really? You, you were the what? <laughs> they have a, they have a really. It's just a funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Handy I, has I know exactly a, what you're talking about. Um, they have a really cool fundraiser uh-huh. called like um, Prom, like Handy Prom. And right. There's like guys that raise money and girls who raise money and you mm-hmm. get like a king and a queen whoever raises the most money so gotcha that's super cool back in the day for handy yeah, i raised the most money and was the king nice okay. nice i um <laughs> swag the swag father's prom yeah, yeah i, I used to i used to give a cool. ton of money but i used to also go to their did you ever go to their like headquarters not headquarters but the, where the kids would all be yeah like of course yeah, yeah yeah so i go there and i would teach because i used to act a little bit too i teach okay. the kids like some acting stuff nice. and then like, yeah. i would I'd play like sports with them yeah, um, forget about it and then do you i don't know did you ever meet rich Franklin, um, tall, skinny, black dude. Uh, I th- I, no, I think yeah, I think I actually have. Yeah. He was he was like yeah. one of their main like yeah. workers. Yep. So he split off and he has his own called the Reina Group now. Okay. So it's for basically the same thing, but even more kind of like niche. It's um, autistic orphans yeah. as well. Um, and so like my first day, I got my own office in South Florida. We literally went. And we put, we I just bought water guns and we did like water gun fights with the kids. <laughs> right. It wasn't yeah, like yeah cool, we went man. you know it was just yeah. like let's have fun with the kids. Yeah. And I took my I made my whole team go. Right. And I was like yeah this is what we're doing. We're just gonna have fun with kids. Very cool. And I'll take everybody to the bar after. But yeah. like, and, and we had a great time, right? But we haven't. And then 2020 happened, and we basically haven't gotten back involved in the community and i don't ask my agents to put money down i just but i want to have them put their energy in yeah totally exactly yeah yeah that's you know the money though so that's the currency let's do something together man bro i'd yeah. love to i'd love let's to. do the two loot crew the two loot crew and we can do some of the arts and we'll do nashville atlanta miami there we go yeah yeah two loot crew honestly those three cities got to arch too so that would that would make sense yeah there you go you know what man you just gotta think of a concept before before i forget I love the way, like, like, mo- like most people will come up and be like, "Hey, mom, you know, I made it on TV." Yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you, you were like, "I'm, I'm not going to forget my mom." Yeah. In, in what happened? So, so, the, so the importance of, of that, that, that mom dad unit shows up, and then not even sixty seconds later, you're talking about when you met your lady. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and how everything comes together, man. So, I, I just, I just want to commend you on that. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like understanding where you're coming from and not being ashamed or 
or bashful about it or none of that stuff because yeah. a lot of people didn't have that. Yeah. But you did. Yeah. And that's great. And it was a blessing. You know, it's, it's outstanding. You know? So you keep keep telling that story. Thank though. you. Yeah. And, and I love that you said you're, um, you highly believe in fate. Yeah. I believe me and my wife were fated. Um, you ain't lying. Yeah, and, and I did the spoken word at my wedding about like us being faded and, and climb, you know, climbing the mountain and the angels talking to us and yeah. all that stuff. Um, and then I, I think you have a very similar feeling too. <sighs> this whole this whole podcast is faded, honestly. Right. Um, I tell a story all the time. Mike's heard me say it a hundred times, but um, in 2019, I was on mushrooms. Surprise. Um, and I had my notebook. You know, I do my little meditations, and I was like, at some point, I'm gonna be giving it. A pocket. I literally, yo, know, my second guest. I even had written down, and underneath it, I was like, I'm gonna become friends with Joe Rogan, Jesse Itzler. I think I had Jay Z. Maybe I think I might have had Dave Chappelle instead of Jay Z, which is weird to me. But yeah, somebody else too. You, yeah, no, yeah, you had a dream about somebody. So yeah, oh yeah, I, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, and then, anyways, 2020, me and my buddy Jeremy, who was the original co-host, the first episode I sent you was a co-host. He's now running my one of my offices in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. Um, We'd, we'd call it like blunt walks and we'd like walk six miles and I would just talk and we, he would talk and, and we would just manifest things and we had like these, these signs that would always give us synchronicities and I was like yo I'm gonna be offered a podcast soon yeah, so we're hosting yeah. a chamber of commerce event and then after I finished giving the speech I think a man is the one that came up to me and was like you're a different kind of business owner you wanna do this radio show and then after let me see if I wanted to donate and I was like maybe but I'd rather have my own show <laughs> um, and then so I was like it's gotta be called free game and then I'm coming up with the logo and I, and I is when I meet Rock and his now wife. I didn't even know they were dating at the time. Right. Um, it puts her hand down and it's got this. It's met, I don't know if you saw the logo, the Metatron's cube. It's on her hand. And I was like, what is that? That's okay. That's like, right. that's the logo. Huh. And he tells yeah. me about we that. Started, yeah, we started vibing yeah. about that. Cool. Yeah. And then I sat down with mushrooms, thought about the logo and was like, yep, this is it. There it's going to be Metatron's cube coming yeah. out of a book because we're giving knowledge. So that's where the free game came. And I was like, oh, now the name makes sense. It's free. It's unrestricted. It's game. It's life. It's it's knowledge it's you're you're teaching people how to you know turn adversity into opportunity right. how that's to, that that's what i love about what about what you're doing how to how to you know different businesses like your come up from like always being around it and then now i know you said you do coaching as well um hopefully we have enough time to get to that um I always go on these tangents, <laughs> but like never we never have enough time to get to all yeah that. we yeah we always we end up just going like ten minutes over every time right um but I know Mike. Mike's got to get out of here soon, so we, we won't go over this time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. It's my fault too. I'm late. I'm late. I'm no, no. It's, it's funny because the other week, that's why I laughed. I was like, "That's power for the show." Because right, I'm, I'm right. pretty often having a beer and chicken wings. So Rock was like, "My bad, dude. I'm running late. You know, chicken wings and beer. Got lost track of time." And I was like, <laughs> "Exactly." Well, to be fair, I, yeah, I can't be mad. Yeah. Like I'm that guy. Um, so dude, it's just kind of funny. And, and then again, we were talking over cannabis about you coming on the podcast. I didn't know you had a cannabis company. So to me, I, I'm a, a basically long story, not long story short, just long story. I believe in fate very strongly as well. Facts. Yes, sir. Um, Same. I think most people that are successful, you you have to trust the signs. You yeah. have to, there's an Islamic saying that's take one step towards Allah, uh, he takes two towards you. And I remember- Take one step toward what? One, take one step towards Allah, uh-huh. and he takes two oh, towards gotcha, you. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's an Islamic saying. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the word miracle comes from an ancient Hebrew word for reading of the signs. Uh, signs of victory or omens so i i'm sure that you believe in something we haven't gotten into it but just you saying you believe in fate i already know you do yeah like signs and certain things are destined and, right and you just have yeah. to have the well, faith the, well the craziest thing about the signs and the fate in the universe and stuff was was one of my dear friends um turned me on to astrology 
And I, mm. I'm like, and, and you call yourself like a hippie and all this stuff. Like, right. this is a family. You got four kids. and moved next door. We became fa- like basically family. And um, and have you ever heard the and, saying, "Millionaires don't believe in astrology, but billionaires do"? <laughs> I haven't mm. heard that, but I mean, I, I feel it. So that she makes was sense. like. You know, she's like telling me about it, and I go to get my reading. And those of you who don't know how an astrology reading is done, you basically give all you give them is date of birth, time, city. And so I go there, and she's and the astrologist is holding a piece of paper with like circles. Oh, bro, the birth right. charts are crazy. Yeah, she did. She, and, she did the whole chart. And 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 she was kind of like like shaking before I met her. She's like, I've never. So I'm December twenty eighth. You know, I was born really? at ten twenty p.m. Capricorn, and she's like, I'm a Cap- the astrologist. Um, she's like, I've never met anybody that has your time, this and that, and this and that, and 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 I went through a lot of shit. We didn't get to go through all that, but just some major ups and downs, major losses in my life. Um, you know, people stealing money from me, people doing this, doing this. She basically from that time knew, like to the day, years passed. Like you have you have had really tough things happen to you the last five years, you know? Mm-hmm. And she says to me, she goes, but you're about to rock it. You know, she's like, you're about to rock it, Luke. And mm. she, and that, and COVID <laughs> hits, right? So this, this first meeting with astrologers was in 2019. She goes on this date in 2020, 2020, they, they my, give you like the month. It's just my first, change. my first reading with the astrologist was in 2019. And she goes, you're in a tough thing, and there's going to be another tough thing in your future. It's not like she's like a psychic or anything. It's just like this is this is the mm-hmm. stars, this is the universe, this is what's going on. Right. And she gave me a date in 2020, which was in April 2020. And remember what happened, right? Beginning of March, COVID shutdowns, everything. Mm-hmm. I make this pivot in my business. I take our life savings. I invest to get into this new business. My wife's like, you're crazy. What are you doing? You're gonna you're gonna fail us. That date that she gave us. Was the first million dollar check for that business? Bro, really? That date? I have such a similar April story. What? You remember? And you remember the date? April what? Wait, say it again now. April what? April what day? April twenty sixth. Really? That that day of twenty twenty, and it just was like. Yeah, that's not so God's complete number. For um, for those of you that are listening that are that are unfamiliar with it, um, like true astrology, not like fucking shit in the papers. Um, it's wildly <laughs> accurate, but it's not like it's not this is what you have to do it's more like somebody giving you advice on how to plant crops and yeah. it's like the best time for you to start a business is right. this time frame and 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 you know if you think about it so in the bible um the wise men were those that could read the stars and, exactly and they they talk about it all the time and we've taken that stuff out in our modern society mm-hmm. but like why wouldn't we be aligned with the stars we're made of them right like correct you're made of that um, essence so i wear this particular stone actually which is wild Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, when I was talking about the cannabis stuff earlier, I was in an office that I disagreed strongly with the ethics, not the company, but the ethics of this particular office. I was a top dog. You've heard the story a million times right. from my friends right. on the side. Um, and I'll get into it because I don't want to put the business stuff out there. Um, I was a top dog. And anyways, I was about to leave and join this cannabis company and be the head of sales. And it was going to be all this money. And I was going to try yep. and and. I go to see this like shaman astrologer, like that level astrology. Yep. And he's like, no, you're going to stay in the business and all these things are going to happen. And on in this month, he didn't give me a date, but he gave me a month and he goes, these things are going to happen. You have to get this stone. And he's like that. It's just going to amplify you, which is part of the reason why I wear the gold grills is like, I believe in the amplifying of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. I'm literally about to leave the company. Like you have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. This is why I don't do astrology. Right. And I don't think anything of it. And then anyways, it gets to a point where I find out they're fucking my friends like really bad. 
um, and they were trying me. I just was overcoming it um, and, and still like leading it. And that's actually like how I got to, anyways. But um, so I walk into this leaders meeting and I go, yo, you guys claim to be lions. I'm the only lion in here. You're a bunch of hyenas. Um, <laughs> I know what's going on. Yo, I swear to God, like I told my mom, don't reach out. Like they had a security guard, like the guns and shit. Like what am I from? I'm not, people passed away. Um, and so I go, yo, if, if I stay here, I'm going to be a problem. You already know I am. This isn't my ship to steer, so I'm going to let you guys do your thing. Like, I'm not going to be selfish, and I'm out. Right. And then I flew to home office. Um, I went to, and, like, this whole long story, and everything happened so symbolically and synchronized to the point where, and I, the reason I did this was, like, a mushroom trip. Um, and I figured it out and how to do it and how to, like, to do it within God's path for me. Mm-hmm. And then I, at the end of it all, I'm like, holy shit, that was crazy. Da-da-da. And then I get my own opportunity and i was like wait a minute that was the month that the guy oh my god right and i went back and the <laughs> one dude was, plus one equal I went, two. I went back and the dude looks at charity and he goes oh you listen to me and he reads hands too and he goes the stars change the same way your hands does and he goes if you start doing different things the lines in your hands change and he's told me like these different lines would literally went away and he goes as these things happen these are going to go away and this is going to happen um hmm. huh but like basically now i gotta take a picture of my hands yeah but yeah it's like the different alignment in the stars and like the like that's like the true pump, right? So like what happened is now I hate to use the term, but basically like white people have like westernized it and lost the essence of it. They just took approach of it, right? Like ayahuasca is now almost like mm. I have this actual medicine man from the Amazon. And he's like furious. He's like, These people have done it like for two years and they think they can lead people out of dark paths. He's like, Yo, demons do come. Right. But do you want to run from them or do you want to face them and beat them so they don't come back? He's like, you got to have the right team that knows what they're doing. Yeah, you got to understand. And it's almost like, I feel like this happened with astrology and like the, the palms that like, if you, again, I'm not saying that certain people can't do it. It's just like, you're doing it twice. Come yeah. on, man. Like respect the elder, right? Like you're paying right. homage to your, your folks. Like, right, you pay, exactly. So you got to pay homage to like where it came from and like the, the whole, there's like a whole circuitry and, and, and symbolism and it's just. I think with like, I think like kind of like in a, in a roundabout way, in a summary of like this crazy journey of a talk we've had is like we met because of building your life resume right Mm -hmm. living life to the fullest and trying new things and with astrology or with business or with all these different things you try new things and i think when people have a closed heart and a closed mind to just try new things like i didn't know where that astrology journey was going to lead me i thought she was kind of hokey like what's wrong with this girl like she's doing it and now now literally i will not hire somebody without knowing are they going to line up with my sign right. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy right. it's crazy because right. it's, exactly. it's true like, but look at the success you've had millionaires don't believe in astrology yeah, billionaires do success leaves clues we were, we were so, talking with Lori yesterday we were like yeah the flashiest people are like the couple hundred thousand of millionaires and then the most humble people are like the billionaires to like like right. the crazy yeah. shit it's, yeah. well it's back, it's back like you said from the beginning man they, they care they actually give a damn right yeah. when, when you care matches your intuition then your action then that's that's it yeah, I, I say that, but I'm still, I'm still in the hundred thousand. I'm not. <laughs> so like, it's all right. Whatever. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm on my way. On, on the way. Uh, yeah, on yeah. the way. But um, no, it, and, and that I shouldn't stereotype because there's always exceptions to everything. But it's just a lot of what I've encountered in my business and stuff. Yeah. Um. Well, especially coming, you know, there's a lot of show in in the in South Florida that bro. that doesn't that doesn't bro. back it up. You know, I, and I love my South Florida peeps, but there is definitely a lot of, uh, you know. Fakeness. Luke, Luke said, <laughs> you know. Dog. You know. Yo, we, we had a moving company. I say, we, my boy really started it. I helped. Um, 
you like this as an entrepreneur. We didn't have trucks. Um, we didn't have money. We didn't have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great mover, bro. <laughs> white, white man, black man, Chinese man. So, so like, oh my so, gosh. Um, I like, was like, I was like, how are we gonna do this? And he goes, you can advertise while you're bartending. And then he goes, I'm gonna teach you another way, and we're gonna kill it. So we um, we would go to we'd print out six sheets of paper. Oh, uh, oh no, yeah, we, we, we six yeah, ads yeah, on a sheet of paper. Ahead. You can put six ads perfectly on one piece of like okay. computer paper. They'd be like, call for a free quote. You know, da da da. And we'd walk around. We introduce ourselves. Hey, how you doing? You're probably not moving right now, but can I leave these here? And we leave like little flyers out. And then people will call. And then what we do is we'd go, we'd do an estimate, or book an estimate, take a hundred dollars, and then go rent the truck and do the job and charge like six hundred, seven hundred bucks. So, so, yeah, we're so you're, at, you're running on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, right. so we're absolutely yeah. killing it. Um, and we're hiring people. And we hire this one 19 year old kid. He does two jobs for us. And the next day, the third job, he shows up in a Beamer. <laughs> and I go, um, I can't remember his name. It, we he got this clearly like his personality. Um, but we go, bro, how did the fuck you get the money for that and he goes oh it's gonna get repo my like my last one but he goes i had enough money to put down <laughs> and i was like your last one i go you're 19 how many he goes oh three and wow. i was just like yo man <laughs> like this is not a good wow. way to live yeah um, already in the rat race yeah yeah but that's south florida I, whenever i think of south florida i literally think of that of exact, that story of that the interaction with the, you know but and it's and it's not just it's not just there it's 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 unfortunately just kind of a lot of part of of america of Especially just with social media, keeping up with the Joneses and like, right. and I and I will say, and my my last little bit is like, man, recession, whatever you want to call it, come in like, save your cash, cash is king. Mm-hmm. There is there is so many turbulent things going on in the world that you may or may not have any understanding of how this is going to affect us, but inflation's real, re- recession is here, right. and it's about to get tough times in a big, big way, and don't be overspending, don't be getting overzealous with, oh, I got to have that bag or that car or living beyond your means. This is a time to save and cut back, mm. and it's about to get real out there for a lot of people, and, and it's tough, but we have been printing fake money for too long yeah you yes. and people yeah. are Fact. living on you know it's just it's it's gonna spiral and it's gonna be bad um everywhere not just here but everywhere i thought of that immediately when you well i mean i've been thinking that's coming anyways i shorted the market huge yeah um but when you said we called this the new roaring 20s and i was like and right after the roaring 20s is the great depression of the 30s I was about to say yep so exactly that i've been i was hoping it wouldn't be the depression but it would make sense. I mean, we've there's really shut of, the world down. There's a lot of parallels. I've, I've been watching a lot of documentaries on the Great Depression, reading a lot about it. Uh, it's not. It's Do not. Do you have any good ones to it's watch? It's not. I, I, all on YouTube. Okay. Like literally, just Google, and I and I like just me. get lost in it. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm a YouTube fiend. You know, so you just like YouTube Great Depression, the reasons or the parallels between now and then and stuff, and you'll you'll see stuff that's just like yeah, that's that's a mirror shit. Awesome. Um, I, I think that's a great thing to actually end on because I think it's important. Oh, the Great Depression? <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it is, though. If you think about it, every adversity has an equal and opposite opportunity. J.P. Morgan go. and those right, guys were right. made Yeah, like you said, yeah. So if you you are smart with your cash, you are smart with your shit, like, yo, we're not the ones creating this. Yeah. Right? So take advantage of it. Yep. Because every yeah, forest fire, it, every yeah. forest fire, the seeds that are in the ground when the forest fire happens are the ones that take over the next forest. Yep. Yeah, because what got you back into the T-shirts? Well, I got laid off from corporate America in the Great Recession in two, 2008 or 2009. And when yeah. everybody else was like sitting back, like being conservative, like and not marketing and stuff, I started growing. Time and, to go. And we built that business right in the in that Great Recession in the worst economic space in the last 30, 40 years, you know, right. is when our business was born. And it was because everybody else was kind of like, 
they were losing, but then they didn't want to get back up and win. Get but back and fight through that. Facts. You know? You so, know what? You know what, Luke? So that, that was that was great money advice, right? Got the recession coming, you know, everybody pay attention, see what's yeah. going on. Barb Marley ask. What what's your best life advice? My best life advice, well, now that I'm a parent, is these kids are watching every single move you make. You ain't lying. And and everybody says to you, like, it goes by fast. And I remember like just sitting back when we had the kids and I'm like, man, they're so young. I got so many years. Now I got a 10 and eight year old and it's like, I blinked mm-hmm. and boom, 10, and eight. Now it's gonna be 20, but it's like be involved. But you're involved. You're coaching their sports. And- yeah. to- totally, man. But like, right. but like, do not like take this for granted. You've got these kids, you know, for a very short amount of time to be involved in their life. And mm-hmm. then, and then that's it. And then right. they're off on their own. So like for me, it's all about family first. It's all about the kids and making memories with them. Right. Um, that's just like from a life standpoint and then like from a business standpoint is there's three things that that matter and it's like to, to succeeding in business number one is confidence mm-hmm. you've got to believe in yourself you've got to trust in yourself and you and you've got to have that confidence to show through and there's a lot of tricks there's a lot of life hacks to build your confidence if you don't got it right but you have to actually okay. do shit to build it correct right. you have to follow through with your words so number right. fun number one is confidence number two is economics I am not an accountant. I am not a CFP. But mm-hmm. guess what? I <laughs> go back to YouTube. Learn the YouTube videos. Speak to your right. accountant. Speak to people right. that understand money. Because the the reason why most small businesses fail is because they don't know how to manage their money. They're living beyond their means. They're maxing things out, but they don't understand their economics. So number one right. is C. I'm, it's all about CEO. I'm a big acronym guy. So I'm the uplift CEO of confidence. Number two is economics. Number three is originality. When you walk into a room, you got to have originality. You know, like all three of us sitting in that table, I think when we walk into a room, we have a different kind of swagger when we, when we carry it. And it's not about how you dress or how you do. It's just how you bring it. So have the confidence, understand your finances, live an original lifestyle, be original, be unique. And that's it. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's probably a lot more helpful than just the the, <laughs> the depression. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I think that's a good way to end it. We literally ended up at the one ten. One ten. We always end up time. at one ten, even yeah. when we try not to. Uh, sorry, Mike, but but thanks again to Business Radio X and for uh, you I know, know right. Let us use your space real, and yeah. you know if you're in the area, you want a podcast, a great spot to to work with. They're very accommodating. Um, rock the two loop crew. The two loop. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna come up with some shit. We're gonna call yeah. it the two loop yeah. crew. We, the two of the crew, yeah. charitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's going to be something, though. Something. Um, so, again, <laughs> well, welcome. You heard to, it here first. I'll, yeah. I'll be in the house. Welcome to another episode of the free game. Um, again, free, unrestricted, original, game, life, advice. Love it, man. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Jesse Itzler for putting us together, yes. man. Shout out to Jesse Itzler yeah, one Jesse, more time. Jesse I can't shout him out. I got to meet Bro, this he's dude. the fucking man. Yeah, he's hard to meet, meet but like, yeah. But he's the man. He's cool as shit. Good, good. Glad you made it. Peace, love, positivity. Thanks for having me, guys.